This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida since 1922. This is our 99th year of seeing lives change and transform. Good morning again. This is the good news program. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president, and I've been here 30 plus years, 30 years and counting, and what an honor it is to be able to sit uh, in this chair of being the president and overseeing our ministries in Broward and in Miami-Dade. Uh, for some of you that are just tuning in, this, this program is all about good news. Not only are we going to tell you about what's going on in our centers uh, and what's happening with the people in our centers and what we're doing during COVID, but we want to let you know that the community, besides all the doom and gloom you hear on the news radio, that uh, we have... Uh, good people, uh, compassionate people, generous people. They're generous with their time, talent, and treasure. Uh, in fact, uh, coming to do the radio program, I saw two of our volunteers helping in the office, and I just smiled, and, and I wasn't able to get too close to them, but I told them how much we appreciated them and their time here and what they do. You know, we're getting, again, bombarded every single day, the economy, the stimulus, the COVID, the uh, you know, the economy, the um, um, repeating myself here, the pol politics and so on. Uh, but really, when it comes down to it, people want to be able to live their life. We want to be able to take care of our family and watch care over our extended family and be able to be productive in life. And, you know, we're dealing with people that come in our centers that have really lost the ability to take care of themselves. You know, that's a big, big um uh, understanding that comes to a person that's on the streets that you know I can't even really feed myself I can't clothe myself uh, I'm sleeping in places that are not fit for human for humans uh, I'm out here I'm afraid I, I'm prone to violent attacks and when they come to our center and they get in the, in the door the very first time what we want to do is give them a hot nutritious meal uh, give them a shower a change of clothes that actually that comes first uh, give them some hygiene products to get themselves made up and then sit down to a hot, nutritious meal. And after the meal, then we can actually start talking to them. Do you want change in your life? Would you like to come into one of our programs? And by the way, that's been very, very, very extremely difficult uh, until recently because of COVID. But now we have measures in place where we can get the rapid testing done. We can isolate individuals. We can see what where they are. And if they do need some quarantine, we have places that we can get them to quarantine. But we can get most of the people into our programs in Hollywood and Miami and start them on their jury of, journey of transformation. You know, we cannot do all this uh, without the continued support of our community. And I am just so thankful, and our staff is so thankful, uh, for the, the hearts that have just poured into this ministry, that have, have, have really sent in money. And I know many times that money that they send in, that people send in, uh, you know, maybe not all they have. I had one lady 
uh, that we got a letter from. She had cancer. She's having cancer. Uh, she still has cancer. And uh, she sent in a few dollars, and she just wrote a little note. She says, I'm not doing well right now. Will you pray for me? But I want to continue to help those in even lesser state than I am. So what a testimony. What a blessing. And that's the kind of people that are that are really in our community that are unsung heroes. And you're not going to hear about that. You know, you, the news wants to do the uh, everything that's hurtful and harmful. They really don't want to focus on things that are good. And uh, you are part of this whole solution of ending homelessness. You know, our vision is no one is homeless. And you can help us, especially right now. We just had a fantastic uh, Passover Easter celebration. We had a great outpouring even here on iHeartRadio. Our, our hats off to Jimmy Cephalo and to Brian Mudd. Uh, we met our goal of 10,000 meals, which was matched to make it 20,000 meals. And yet we're still on, in need of finances. And you can make a difference by going to caringplace.org slash hope. That's caringplace.org slash hope. Uh, for $2.10, you will provide a hot, nutritious meal. And, and I've seen this, and I say this all the time, hope often begins with that first meal. And you can't talk to somebody when they're grumpy or when they're tired or when they're hungry or when they're dirty. But once you can um, meet those basic needs and you show compassion and you show that you're real, you're not out to you know gain something from them or, or, to, or to, to put them in any danger in any way, that you really are sincere. And that comes from our staff and from our volunteers that are serving the meals. Then they may open their eyes up and say, you know something, I, I'm tired of living off the streets. I'm tired of uh, being a loser. I'm tired of not being able to take care of myself. This place has always been kind to me. And, and by the way, sometimes they may come in the doors 5, 10, 15 times during the course of a year. Uh, we don't like to just feed people and send them back out. Uh, but we also understand that's a personal decision. You understand that. If you want to lose weight, if you want to get in shape, if you want to take a course, or if you want to make a change in your life, uh, you can be coached and you can be encouraged, but you have to make that decision yourself. And it's the same way with people that come off the streets. So go to our, our website at caringplace.org slash hope. Uh, I know there's probably someone listening today that can do a thousand meals or maybe 2000 meals or, or blow our minds and do 10,000 meals. Uh, we have some very, very generous listeners and very generous supporters. You know, also a way you can help as you go through your spring cleaning we have our, our annual spring cleaning with the purpose campaign. We have a thrift store that's located in North Miami. It's at 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue. That's 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue. This thrift store has been around longer than I have, I think close to 50 years. And it's a place where we take our excess donations and we sell them. And it's also a place where our men and women in the programs gain soft skills and how to get a job and how to keep a job. You know, be on time, do as you're told, uh, complete your task, and so on. And in that store, by the way, it's gorgeous. They have wonderful vintage clothing, jewelry, uh, knickknacks, you know, for your kitchen, uh, couches and beds, and so much more at a very affordable price. You know, many of the people that are economically disadvantaged come through our store, uh, but we also have others that know the bargains and they shop in there. And so as you're going through your home, maybe you're cleaning out your closet. We're always needing clothes. We're serving over 800 people. That's men, women, and children every single day. And many times when people come in our doors, they don't have much. They may have a maybe a couple changes of clothes. Often they don't have anything. 
Another woman will come in. They're fleeing domestic violence. They've left everything behind. They've just taken a few items. And, and as far as baby carriages and, and uh, baby clothes and pampers and so on, they're in great need. And then men that come to us, uh, oftentimes they come out of jail or they're coming right off the street and they don't have much either. So we use those clothes. When someone comes into our program, if they are apply themselves and we, it's a level-based program, it's based on merit and how you accomplish things. It's not based on time. And when you get to different levels, then you're given more and more. And when you get out of the program, you're going to get a complete wardrobe for work and leisure. And also when you move into your place, we're going to help furnish it. You know, give you the uh, living room set, the bedroom set, kitchens, kitchen, uh, kitchen items, appliances, just about everything you need to start off new in life. And that's because of the generosity of people like you that are listening. So that's spring cleaning with a purpose. We can repurpose your items uh, as you're going through your home, your clothes, your furnishings, even patio things. We'll take cars, boats, automobiles. Uh, so that's one way. Another way that you can help us. To, to do that, go to caringplace.org slash thrift. That's caringplace.org slash thrift. Again, you'll be repurposing items in your home. Please don't give us things that are beaten up beyond uh, that you wouldn't want in your home. You know, that costs us money. When we have people give us furnishings that are torn, sometimes we refuse it. Uh, clothing that is all stained, that doesn't help us. We have to send that out to the trash it's a charge for that so please items that are gently used they don't have to be in perfect condition but things that are that you would say i'll give to my friend i would give to my own children and so two ways you can help caringplace.org slash hope for finances and caringplace.org slash thrift to participate in our spring cleaning with a purpose you'll receive a tax receipt and you can schedule an appointment right there. Well, God bless you. We've got a great show today. So stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Commission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited. We have today with us in the studio, Lori Kane and Francis Sabag. Welcome, Lori. Welcome, Francis. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having us. Oh, I haven't seen our supporters and volunteers in such a while. Mm. <laughs> this is such a happy moment for me. And, and we are here with exciting news. So you wonderful ladies, this is not this, the first time you're doing this. You've done this before, but you are from MIY Ceramics and Class Studio. And what you guys do is so very beautiful. Tell me before we go into the event, tell us a little bit about MIY Ceramics. MIY Ceramics Studio is a unique studio that teaches art the love of creating, the knowledge that anybody can create something, that it's all there in our minds, just we need to allow it to come on out. It's a studio that... Uh, treats everybody equally. It's a studio of peace. And <laughs> it's just, it's a very unique place. It's a place that you want to be. And it's a place of giving. Ah, Francis. And you know, I know you. I know how you are and how passionate you are about what you guys do. I mean, this is, I'm, I'm already getting emotional because this means so much to you guys. And I know that. Uh, but I know Lori wanted to add something there. 
so, I mean, yes, it is all of that and a bag of chips. <laughs> MIY uh, stands for Make It Yourself. So we also do classes in pottery on the wheel and hand building with clay and glass fusing and mosaic and glass painting. So we are a teaching facility and yet we are a community facility where we have members that come in and use the space as their own. And we have all the equipment set up. So literally they have their own studio space as well in a community setting. And, and talking about community, you guys do something that is um, obviously important to us because you have chosen us, not just this time, but times before, uh, to benefit from this wonderful event that you're doing because you are also huge on giving back to our community, to the less fortunate. So I, I thank you for that many, many times. Uh, but there is an event. Tell me about the event because I know that there is a special date that we are going to be there. But you're doing something prior to that special date. So tell me all about it. Okay. So um, Denise Mendez and MIY Ceramics, we wanted to do something special for Earth Day. But we didn't just want to do it on Earth Day. We wanted classes on specific days that showcased MIY Ceramics and taught people how to make things. And Earth Day is about plants and the earth. So we've scheduled six uh, different classes uh, to teach people how to make planters. So we're doing uh, hand-built clay planters and mosaic planters and bonsai planters and orchid planters. And we're going to teach people how to make these things. We are going to do that. We are... Um going to be uh, having the classes. You can sign up online for that. The classes are going to be kept small, so it's COVID safe. You're going to be wearing a mask. We're very careful in the studio. But anybody who comes in and makes a planter on the scheduled class will be able to return to the studio on the 25th when we open up our backyard into a lovely uh, setting that we're going to have a plant fair, and you'll be able to Pick out any plant you want for the planter that you made. We're also going to be offering uh, tickets to a very special event that's actually not in the studio. It'll be held in Hialeah. Southwest Ranches. Excuse me, Southwest Ranches. <laughs> and it's at a gorgeous um, nursery. That That is wonderful. And I know that you have... Uh, special speakers on that day on April 25th yes uh, so you're gonna have I know you told me off the the red the air when we were talking we were gonna we're gonna have speakers to um, teach you about orchids and the care of orchids we're gonna have teachers on other plants we're also gonna have teacher uh, a, a lady's gonna come in and teach you about bees so that you don't want to kill them you want them to be around they're so because important. they're so important <laughs> Yeah, so it's going to be, the month is a month to celebrate the earth and how we can be part of it. The clay they're actually going to be using to make their pots in our classes is recycled clay from the community of potters in our studio. They've combined their clay into one. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, especially now with the pandemic and everything that we have been going through, I mean, when, when we're talking about it and just here in the studio, I can feel the peace. I can feel the inspiration. I can feel the passion. So I don't want anyone to miss it. Let's tell our listeners, how can they be a part of, how can they register for their classes? 
Probably the easiest way to do is to go online, go to miyceramics.com, and uh, click on Earth Vibes. Everything's there. They can find the tickets to purchase. The tickets are $40 each. They can print them out. The uh, tickets for the bonsai event out at the ranch, at Southwest, Southwest Ranches. Ranches, that is actually for a two-hour class. It's going to be open air in a gorgeous garden where they're going to be able to receive, actually, a full bonsai plant. And they're beautiful. Right. <laughs> and they're going to learn about how to take care of it. So it's really a wonderful class. We all That one is open to actually 20 people because it's outside. Of course. And open. Our other classes are going to be small for your own protection because they're in the studio. We also have a ticket for $200, and that will cover all the classes that wow. you can use. Anything, all the proceeds, of course, go to um, Broward Outreach, and um, we're just excited. We want people to come and have fun and and laugh behind their mask because we can ask them all to wear a mask. <laughs> of course. I couldn't think of a better way to, to spend the month of April and celebrate Earth and, you know, kind of getting together again little by little, using a lot of caution and safety in mind, right. of course. Um, I cannot thank you guys enough. I mean, I know that we will be there. We will have a representative at the event. Uh, unfortunately, I will miss it. Um, but I cannot wait for to see more. I want to add one other thing. If somebody buys a ticket and they choose not to use it or they can't use it, the proceeds from that ticket will go over to outreach. Thank you for mentioning that. So if you still are in that place where you do not want to go out, okay, but you want to support, and this is the time to support each other and back right to our community. So please, please purchase a ticket. Support these wonderful ladies in any way that you can and M-I-Y Ceramics. So why don't we tell them, are you in social media, Francis, Lori? Uh, yes, you can go to miyceramics.com. I have a website, Lori Kane. I'm on Instagram and M-I-Y is on Instagram and Facebook. I know um, that you are one of the artists, right, Lori? I am one of the artists, and along with our artist community of potters, we will be hand-making each individual planter for the plant bazaar. So whether you buy a ticket for the bazaar, uh, you can come and look and get a gorgeous planter yes. with plants, <laughs> or you can come and buy a class for $40, and you can make your own gorgeous planter. And still come to the bazaar and you'll pick out a plant for your plant. Or you can simply make a donation and you'll be supporting this wonderful business and us at the same time, the homeless and hungry of our community. Uh, ladies, miyceramics.com. That's where you can buy the ticket. That's when you can register for the classes. They are offering you so much. Um, they can also send us an email there. They can, if they have any questions, if they need any help with anything, if they have they want to give or help us, you know, we're open for that too, but they can communicate with us or even call the studio. Thank you so much. You inspire me. MIYceramics.com, Instagram, MIYceramics, Facebook, MIYceramics. Follow them everywhere. Today is all about supporting each other and helping each other in our community. Thank you, Francis. Thank you, Lori, for joining us. Always, always a pleasure to see you. Our Thank pleasure. you very much. Our pleasure. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited. Today we have on the phone with us Jake and Ryan 
founders of the Maca Bakery. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, no problem, man. Oh. I'm Jake Harris, and I'm here with Ryan McKean. We are the Maca Bakery, a South Miami-based nonprofit bakery organization run by us two, who are sophomores at Miami Palmetto Senior High. Oh, my God, Jake and, and Ryan, I, I admire you both so much. And, and before we go forward with telling me a little bit about the Maca Bakery, I want to thank you because you visited the center the other day. You brought me the most amazing treat I have had in a while. So thank you, thank you for everything you're doing. And now, either one of you, tell us about the Maca Bakery. Uh, thank you for letting us tour your facility. It was quite a beautiful facility, by the way. How, well, the, how we started, so over the pandemic, we decided to use our free time to start a community service project. And during our freshman year, we had an idea to work together on a project that, that could be used for battling social issues important to the both of us. And what we settled on was to raise money in something we enjoyed doing, like baking and business and interacting with people. So actually, I had started to bake during the height of this pandemic around the summertime, and I was told that it was good food. So I saw the opportunity and I called up Ryan and I asked him if he wanted to do a bakery service project and now we do it together. Officially, this project started at the beginning of March. What we do, we raise money that gets donated to the Miami Rescue Mission periodically. Every month we raise enough money with our business, which Ryan is going to describe in a second, um, to the Miami Rescue Mission to help support you guys and your mission and what you do. Yes, we are a bakery business that sells three types of products, brownies, cookies, and blondies. And in the near future, we are be, we are going to sell cookie dough. And all of our prices are good prices and delivered and hand-delivered by us. Yeah, I so love it. Received good word. And, and I tried it. I wanted to add to that. So I am a, a you know, a testimony for you guys because you were kind enough to let me, let me have one, like I said. Now, for our listeners, because let me tell you again, you guys are doing amazing. You're so young. You're still in high school. Uh, that is pretty remarkable, an inspiration. So how can our listeners find you so that they can support what you're doing? Where are you guys? How can we find you? So most of our information can be found on our Instagram, which has the username The Maca Bakery. To find us on Instagram, type in the search bar The, followed by M-A-C-C-A, followed by Bakery. Once again, that's The, followed by Maca, followed by Bakery on Instagram. Check us out for updates and an easy way to reach us. That's amazing. And I know that you have already managed to raise some money for us. My understanding is that you already have enough to sponsor 500 meals. Guys, that's a big deal. That's, wow. That is a big deal. Thank you. <laughs> wow. So, so tell me how your customers react to the product. So they, what we found is that they really enjoy, um, they really enjoy our product. They seem very, very enthusiastic when they order. Like our money's going to a good place and we're getting good quality food. And um, when they get the boxes, they always, and the reaction always is, wow, this is really nice packaging. This is some, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Exactly. High quality food. I'm really looking forward to trying this. And usually a couple of other, whether it's a couple minutes or a couple hours after, whenever they have it, one of us gets a text saying, wow, this was really good. Thank you guys. I'm so proud of what you're doing. Um, so to access the online order form easily, text the word sweets or bakery to 305-850-6727.
and that will take you straight to the order form. Click the link and it'll take you straight to the order form. That's 305-850-6727. That's amazing. Thank you for making it easy. The Maca Bakery and Instagram, Jake and Ryan doing great things for our community. Thank you for joining us, guys. And now we are going to hear the spectacular story of Burnell who graduated from our programs. He is going to tell our audience how he went forward to become what he is today. My life was unmanageable. I was hopeless, making the wrong choices, just in a complete mess. Due to the fact of using drugs and being with the wrong crowd at the wrong time, and I just found myself continuing doing the same thing, heading for destruction. My childhood was pretty, pretty fair. My mom and dad been married for 32 years. I uh, was raised in the church, going to a youth group, going to Sunday school and church every week. And pretty much up into high school, I had it that way until I graduated. And I started going in the wrong direction, hanging out with the wrong crowd, doing the wrong things, just being influenced, trying to be in the middle of everything. First, I started off smoking marijuana because I thought it was cool. I saw the, the way it looked on other people's face. I'm like, wow, I want to be like that, too. I thought it was cool. I thought everybody does that, that that age of growing up. Yes, I graduated from Le Cordon Bleu Culinary Arts School, received an associate's degree, and from there, I moved up to working at Fountain Blue Hotel for five years. And from there, that's when my life started to really change. I started really hanging out with the wrong crowd, doing the wrong things. I got introduced to cocaine. I got uh, introduced to hanging out with this particular girl that introduced me into cocaine. And from there, that's when my life became really unmanageable. I started, I stopped listening to my family. I started making the wrong choices and decisions, and that's cost me my job at the Fountain Blue. I wasn't homeless, but I was getting ready to head in that direction. I was staying with my parents after losing my apartment due to not keeping it up as far as using drugs instead of paying rent and being responsible. So I ended up moving back with my parents, and that's when I continued using drugs heavily until... One evening, I'd spun up my whole paycheck, and I told myself, what am I doing? What am I really doing? I'm going to end up out of my parents' house because they already gave me three strikes, and I'm already working on my last one, so what am I doing? So that's when I started listening to wise counseling as far as making sure I make the right choices so I don't end up homeless. So I almost got to that point. Relationship with, with, with the girlfriend wasn't really good because that's, that's, that's what I didn't need because that will, that what was bringing me down as far as she's manipulating me, using me to get more drugs because I was making more money. It just made it hard on me because at the end of the day, I was alone. Well, at first, I didn't really think about it until I continually do it and do it and do it. And then once I started getting tired of losing countless money, losing all the time, end up being a failure, people telling me that I'm disappointed in you, it made me feel real ashamed of myself. Like, what am I doing to my life? I'm so young. I have so much ahead of me that I'm just throwing away. So it made me feel ashamed of myself. I found out from hearing someone else's story from church one evening, a graduate from the Mommy Rescue Mission, who gave an outstanding testimony and how God changed his life. And when he concluded with that, I went up to this gentleman and I asked him, what made you do it? Why did you do it? He told me, God made me do it. And I did it through the Miami Rescue Mission. And he told me, if you ever want to change and come in this lifestyle that I'm living, this is what you have to do. You have to let go of that job. You have to leave your family. And you have to 
walk into a new way of life. And it's at the Miami Rescue Mission. So from that point on, at first I didn't want to do it. But then after continually using drugs, I knew God was tugging on my heart that you need to listen to what that guy told you and come over to the Miami Rescue Mission so I can change your life. And that's what happened in 2015 of November. I did it by taking a deep breath and really thinking about, is it worth me leaving all this behind to go to somewhere I don't even know about? Is it, is it, is it worth the risk of letting all that go for a new way of life? And then I just thought about it real hard and I said, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna give it a chance. And that's what I did. My parents didn't understand. My dad was against it. My mom was still sad that she didn't know what was going on in my life until I went in that first week and I was so scared the first day. But then when days went by and people came up to me and said, it's gonna be all right, it's not that bad. Look what I'm going through. I knew that it was hope there because there was people in this program that was in a worse situation that I was currently in. So I knew it was hope and I didn't give up because I knew God was there and he had my back because I'd never been in an environment like that. I'd never been in a, in a shelter before at that, a homeless shelter. So I'm so accustomed to having everything to going into a place where I don't have nothing, no cell phone, no access to anything in the refrigerator when I want to get it, no access of going out when I want to and coming back in. I lost all those. I lost everything. So at, at first I was like, what am I going to do? So I just had to just sit still and let God show me the way. Well, right now I'm currently working at Grand Beach Hotel. I was, by the grace of God, I got a chance to get my job back. The same job I left to come here to the Miami Rescue Mission, God gave me a second chance and another opportunity to go back to that same employer just because of what I've done in this program, being obedient to God's will and his ways. He's given me another opportunity, gave me another shot to prove not only to myself, but to prove to everybody else that I can make it, that there is hope. There is still more life in me. Right now, I feel, I feel relieved. I feel awesome because I have that monkey off my back. I don't have to continue going out, spending and wasting all my money on something that would be gone in 10 minutes, a quick high. Now I can use my money to do better things like pay my tithe in church, take my girlfriend out to beautiful meals and going out with my family and just relaxing and doing what's right and also giving back to the less fortunate who was in, who's in my shoes right now. My relationship with my mom and my father is better now because they're more happy, they're more relieved. My mom, she can sleep at night now. She don't have to worry calling me one, two o'clock in the morning because she know I'm in a safe place right now. And she know that I'm not going to go out and do what I did in the past. And my father, our relationship is even better now. Now we get to do things together as a father and son supposed to. And he can honestly say that he's proud of me because he was the main one telling me that, what if this, what if this doesn't work out? What are you going to do next? And I told him, Dad, it's just something I have to do. And now that he sees the end result, he's happy that his son made it through. Deep down, sometimes I feel afraid because even though I made it through, I know one stupid mistake, all this will be gone. So at times I do feel afraid, but I have to remember what I went through. That first day I was at the Miami Rescue Mission, I was afraid, but God showed me the way that if you continue to abide by my rules and my ways, you'll be all right. So I have to always remember that. And I gotta always remember that I need God in order for me to stay on top. I feel awesome. It's just a blessing to be back where I left off at, knowing that it's me, how did I do it? And then I had to think that 
I was obedient to God. So it makes me feel happy that, that I listened instead of being disobedient. Nah, I can't leave my job. But I left my job, and now that I graduated the Miami Rescue Mission, I got a second opportunity to work at the same job that I said I can't work at right now because I have to go into a substance abuse program. And they looked past all of that because I was a good employee in the past and I didn't burn any bridges. So they gave me a second opportunity through the grace of God. So I'm happy for that. I told them that I'm going through a rough time in my life and I'm going to have to let go of this job because I can't work this job and go through the program. So they told me, well, if you have to do that, do what you have to do. But I'm not guaranteed that you are, but I'm not guaranteed that you might have your job back. And when they told me that, it shocked me. But what really shocked me is when I called them back after I graduated and asked them, is there a possibility that I can have my job back? And they said, I'm positive that you can have your job back. I don't see why not. That just brought tears to my eyes, knowing that that door wasn't closed. That door was still open. God made that door stay open. Right now, I feel, I feel happy. I feel excited. I have joy in my life now. I have peace, peace where I know that when I go to sleep, I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night thinking about, okay, man, I need to get hot. No, I don't have to do that. I know that once I wake up, it's a brand new day for me to do something different, not for me to do the same thing I did yesterday, getting high or thinking about when, when, when I'm going to get my next high. I know that God has something planned for me each and every day, and the only thing I have to do is just be obedient to his will and his ways. My girlfriend stuck and stayed with me throughout this whole situation. Throughout this whole, how can I say it? Throughout this whole process of me letting go of the job, coming into this program, she still can stay with me. Going on four years now, and we're planning on getting married now. She don't do any drugs. She's innocent. She just want to see the best for me. She believes in me, and I thank God for her in my life. We plan on getting married in the near future. She goes to church with me. She actually joined the church that I'm currently going to right now. So I know God put her in my life for a good reason. My best advice I can tell anyone out there that's suffering, who's sick and tired of being sick and tired, listen to that inner voice that's talking to you, that's tugging on your heart, telling you to just give it up. Just come to God. Come to the Mommy Rescue Mission. It changed my life. It can do the same for you, only if you just listen. There's a few certain volunteers that I would really like to thank that actually gave me that inspiration to continue in the program. Because I worked in the kitchen at the Mommy Rescue Mission, and we had a lot of volunteers come in and out. And there's a couple volunteers that when they saw me working and they saw the dedication in my eyes, they always give me that inspiration that, hey, don't give up. You're doing a good job. So I really thank the Mommy Rescue Mission for bringing volunteers like that into our house because they actually give you that motivation to continue and not to give up. When you see somebody from the outside come into the Mommy Rescue Mission that don't know anything about you and tell you that I like what you're doing, I see hope in you, it makes you feel good that not only they see it in you, but it makes you feel acceptable by somebody that you don't even know. Have a nice day. What a great testimony from Brunel. You know, uh, we're serving thousands of people during the course of a year, uh, hundreds of people every single day. And really what it comes down to in our vision of no one is homeless is individual stories, individual men, women, and children that are getting their lives back together. Uh, they're overcoming past barriers. They're breaking the cycle of homelessness and hopelessness. And they have a future and a plan. You know, we don't shy away from this. We are a Christian organization. Uh, it's been like that since 1922. It's been like that since I've been here 30 years plus. We're not going to change that. We don't force that uh, faith into anyone. We're not going to beat you up with the Bible or beat you up with verses or beat you up with sermons. 
Uh, but the core of what we do is based that God has a plan for people. God loves people and that Jesus Christ died for us and that through Jesus, we can have a place in heaven when we die, when we leave this planet now, so we can have a better life right here if we follow the things in the Bible, which is the Old Testament and the New Testament. You follow the entire Bible. Uh, so we don't shy away from that. We take help from anyone. We, we have volunteers from all walks of life. Our Muslim friends, our Jewish friends, other faith friends that come alongside of us because the commonality in the world religions, if you really dig deep and you look under the hood, the commonality in all world religions is to help the poor and take care of the widow. Take care of that woman that doesn't have anyone else in her life and has children and take care of the poor. And even Jesus says the poor you have with you always. Our vision is no one is homeless. Uh, this has been worked on now collectively, not only through the, the mission here, but also throughout the United States worldwide. Uh, we've had missions and places that homeless people can go and get their life back together. And back in the 80s, we the, the government really started to take a uh, real look at homelessness and then started coming up with funding through HUD. And now we have all these different agencies that are funded by the government, which is, by the way, UNR taxes. And, and yet we still have homeless you see on the, on the street. And by the way, when you're passing through Dade County or Broward County and you see someone homeless, they may seem able-bodied. You know, they're holding a sign. They've been holding that sign for, for hours. They're walking up and down the intersection. Sometimes it's very awkward. You know, you don't want to get your eyes locked into their eyes. So you look away and you're hoping that that, that light's going to change. So you don't have to deal with it. You don't want them around your car. It makes you feel a little uncomfortable. And then you have a thought, if that person can do that all day long, why can't they get a job? You know, I don't know. I understand why, why they're out here begging like this. Well, you don't know sometimes the rest of the story. Yes, there are people that are lazy and they don't want to work and they, they probably make more money begging at times. But that's an infinitesimal amount of the homeless that you see. The majority of the homeless that you see that are begging uh, have backgrounds that will just blow your mind. <laughs> you know, I, I've known people that have, I've met that come through our programs. I had one man. He was homeless for almost seven months. And when he told his story, you understand what happened. He, he lived up north. Uh, he had a home. It was winter. They had stoked that he had an um, oil furnace. He'd went out to do some hunting and somehow the house caught fire and he lost his, he lost his wife and his two children. He just couldn't take it. He just wandered around the country. He quit everything. He just walked away from everything. He ended up down here in South Florida. And then finally, uh, he came into our center and got the help and the healing that he so desperately needed. So when you see people, you don't know exactly what happened. A lot of the homeless that we're dealing with and you see on the streets are dealing with addictions and mental illness. Sometimes they're together. They have mental illness and addiction, and you don't know what came first. It's the chicken or the egg. Uh, did the mental illness lead to addiction, or did the addiction lead to mental illness? And so we're here. We're going to stay here. Our doors are opening. We're so grateful to the Lord that the COVID and the vaccines are coming out and that we're getting back to a, a new normal where we can help people. And remember, we can't do it without you. You can help with providing meals and more by going to caringplace.org slash hope. That's caringplace.org slash hope. $2.10 is one meal, $21 is 10 meal, and you will be changing lives. Well, God bless you and tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.
www.ghanaianfamilyradio.org.